Everyone, welcome. I'm Steve Wollenhouse, and this is Anatomy of Success. This week, eight important things we can improve to be better with conflict. Glad you joined us. Let's get started. Welcome back again. This is Anatomy of Success, and I'm your host, Steve Woolenhouse. Again, we talk about my four tenets of equanimity here. Better health, healthy relationships, healthy intimate relationships, and much more satisfying work. Focusing on those four things every day provides us with ample opportunity to elevate feelings of happiness by experiencing joy and gratitude. And there's plenty of things in those categories that we talk about, actionable steps here each and every week that you can take away, hopefully apply in our ongoing efforts to make improvements. Please subscribe to the podcast. We always appreciate ratings and reviews. Head over to my company website, which is weatherology.com. Grab the Weatherology mobile app. It's free. And then find me under About Us at the top of that page, you'll find links to LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Now doing some more long-term feature programming on YouTube and experimenting with TikTok as well. You know, I personally can't recall ever experiencing a more divisive time than these past several years. It's a perfect storm, a political divide that grows deeper each and every day. Social media offering everybody on the planet an opportunity to assert their opinion, assuming it measures up to the arbiters of morality, of course. Angry people on both sides of the political pendulum convinced they're absolutely correct about everything they believe in, even at the expense of hating somebody that disagrees with them. Toss in a pandemic, economic chaos, lost jobs, lack of desire to work, increased depression, and an overall sense of hopelessness, which is very pervasive. And many people have reached their boiling point. Animosity, outrage, even toward family members I've seen, make it virtually impossible to even hear what another person has to say as arguing becomes the preferred and primary method of communication. Arguing doesn't have to be destructive, however, but it normally is because people argue for all the wrong reasons. They argue to win. The point of arguing, however, is to learn. But unfortunately, that's seldom the case. So what can we do when we argue with somebody and turn that into less of an argument and more of a conversation in the spirit of learning a little bit more about that person? You know, it's funny, when you get to the point in life where you just don't want to argue anymore, somebody could be in a conversation with you and say, hey, elephants fly, you know, and you look at them and say, ah, you're absolutely right, because you just don't care. Why engage somebody that has a belief system based on arbitrary ideas that make absolutely no sense? So here are eight important things we can improve upon to be better with conflict. Number one, we have to understand how we operate. Our brain is programmed to recognize danger. When we do, it feels like an attack each and every time. In response, we get agitated and we focus on our best defense. Fortunately, we can modify that reaction by choosing to remain in complete control. Surrender our ego and embrace the conversation without any commitment to any kind of an outcome. Number two, open-minded. Imagine what it must be like to be blind. Every day you're confronted with new challenges and you have to remain open to learning to navigate your environment more effectively. 
Most people argue with a position of absolute certainty. They have confirmation bias. When we appreciate, we may not really have all the answers. We refuse to become entrenched in a specific way of thinking in favor of finding out the truth and being open-minded to learning, even if that means we have to question or reconsider our belief system. learning. Many people make bad choices because they operate from a position of absolute certainty. They assume they have the right answers and they fail to ask probing questions that can help provide clarity. Without an inquisitive mindset, we remain fixed in our belief system. That never bodes well for personal and professional discovery, let alone learning to argue intelligently yelling. Once we raise our voice, it turns the average person off and immediately forces somebody else to shut down or amplify their intensity in the conversation or argument. Regardless, the outcome is always the same. Neither party is listening and they aren't learning. We have to remain calm. And I know sometimes it's tough and we have to be in control. That's the key to effective disagreement. You can disagree about saying anything. Not needing to win trivial arguments saves us time, energy, and it also spares many of our friendships. Next, think about it. How we respond to somebody that is determined to force their opinion down our throat is absolutely imperative. By simply saying, let me think about that, we buy some time. It gives us the opportunity to diffuse the intensity of the situation, of the confrontation, and focus on self-awareness, being present. When we get pulled into an argument, our natural defenses, our fear mechanisms kick in. And that gives us time to better assess the battlefield. When we just pause, take a deep breath, and contemplate what's happening, and then we formulate the best response. Next, maybe you're right. By simply saying, you know what, maybe you're right. You force the other person to drop their guard and they become a little less defensive. By softening up the other person, we can start to move in the direction of perhaps a compromise or at least better understanding one another. I know it's not always easy, but it's very effective. However, by simply acknowledging another person may have a valid point, we can start to debate a little less recklessly and a little less emotionally. Understanding. By telling somebody, you understand. You demonstrate empathy instantaneously. And empathy is a powerful human emotion that all of us can relate to and almost everybody appreciates. So keeping in mind that doesn't mean we agree with that person, condone, or share their belief system. It's just that we have reached a resolution by simply agreeing that we can understand that person. It simply means we appreciate your perspective. It's a powerful way to lower the tone of a heated conversation. And finally, sorry. Few words are more powerful than I'm sorry. Sadly, many people struggle with the ability to say I'm sorry. The reason? It appears like an admonition of guilt. 
By saying sorry, we aren't agreeing to take full responsibility for the disagreement or claim that we've lost in some way. We are simply expressing sympathy by taking ownership over our part in the argument. It signals compassion, offers both of us in the argument an opportunity to calm down and move in a more positive, more cautious direction through the course of the conversation. The ability to stay calm during conflict is a superpower, and I encourage you to cultivate it because it will come in handy in life. I hope you benefited from these eight tips today on how to argue a little more effectively and avoid conflict. Join us next week. Until then, I'm Steve Wollenhouse. This is Anatomy of Success. Let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic. Optimistic.